Hello again, and welcome to the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nini White, and this episode will be doubly not normal because our guest educator, Bill Hodder, is so not normal. And I say thank goodness for that. Rather than describe Bill before his interview begins, I'm going to read excerpts from a thank you letter a former student of his sent to Bill about 10 years after moving on from Bill's class. Dear Mr. Hodder, I was in your second grade class in either 2004 or 2005. Though you might not remember me, I'm writing to say thank you. For me, it was the small details that stuck. And then this student describes many of those details and what it was like to be one of Bill's students. Most important, though, he writes, I remember being inspired. Once I had gotten into trouble and instead of getting mad, we played a game of chess and talked about it. I remember making lots of mistakes. I remember feeling lost and scared because even though I didn't understand the world, I knew it was there and I knew it was big. You turned my fear into curiosity. I really don't know how to finish this letter aside from a resounding thank you. While it may be trite to say that I owe you my life, you definitely played a huge part in it. Keep doing what you do. You make more of a difference than you think. <laughs> it's so great when our students put it down in writing how much we did make a difference in their lives. So the focus of this episode is comparing the value of intrinsic motivations with extrinsic motivations for kids. We hope you'll let us know what you think of the ideas. We really mean it when we say how much we'd appreciate hearing from you. You can find us on Facebook at Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning. All right, away we go. And I really think that you're going to love this episode with Bill Hodder, kindergarten teacher extraordinaire. Hi. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for finding time for this. You, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> you are an inspiration to me. Now, tell me, how many years have you been teaching altogether? This is my 23rd year in the classroom. And how many yeah. as a kindergarten teacher? This is my fifth year as a kindergarten teacher. And it's my 21st year at my school. Wow. I, start, I was nine years old when I started. <laughs> Whoa, you're amazing. <laughs> All right. So um, I am wanting to focus on just one issue in each episode of this mm -hmm. podcast, just to make it super um, uh, easy for teachers to know what they want to focus on when they're listening to the podcast. So this time, I'm really interested in learning about your thoughts and about your direct experiences. Mm -hmm. with the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic, mm -hmm. you know, external versus internal rewards that right. you mm -hmm. present to your kindergartners. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a big topic. Yes, it is. I'm very interested in this. And um, 
you know, coming from a sports background, you know, I was very competitive and still am. I'm still an athlete. Mm. And at the same time, I find my approach in the classroom is very non-competitive. And I don't have any um, extrinsic rewards or there are no, our, um, our mascot is a dinosaur. So the other teachers give out dino dollars. I don't give out dino dollars. I don't have any points for the kids. There's no, um, there's really no um, extrinsic incentives to learn. And a lot of people ask me, well, how do you do it? How do you get them to walk in the hallways or be excited about math? Right. And, um, and that's a great question. Yeah. And um, I usually, I, you know, depending on what level of depth we want to go into, um, I would say something like, well, when my kindergartners walk through the hall and we really kind of like saunter, you know, we don't really walk all the time. <laughs> we're, we're skipping and hopping and <laughs> a little bit, but, but yes, yes. Uh, sometimes we'll see a lizard cross our path, right? And someone will say, Ooh, look, it's a lizard. And I tell them, okay, let's be quiet. You know, we're going to watch the lizard. And as the lizard walk, you know, kind of scurries by, um, certain kids become interested. You know, they're, they're interested in that lizard and they go back and they tell their parents about the lizard and they start drawing lizards and they start looking at books about lizards and they want me to show them videos about lizards. Huh. And uh, the, the next thing you know, they're really motivated about lizards. And there's so many things that you can learn about reptiles and how they compare to mammals and that they were around before the dinosaurs were around. I mean, you can just go, there's, there's so many tangents that a child yeah. can be motivated by. Yeah. Now, could you imagine if I said, Oh, well, here's a dino dollar for being so <laughs> imaginative. No, <laughs> no, we can't do that. Right. And, uh, right. and not only is it a bad idea, but I mean, there's a lot of research that shows that, that those types of rewards are counterproductive. Yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Daniel Pink and Alfie Cohen have done a lot of research and a lot of work on this. And, uh, you know, be I've read their books. Be mm -hmm. specific if you want. Yeah, well, uh, for instance, um, you know, Alfie Cohn wrote a book called Punished by Rewards. And, and, and in his research, he found that uh, gold stars and uh, behavior charts and, um, you know, in extrinsic incentives are um, actually counterproductive to students who want to be intrinsically motivated it's like so it's harder to become intrinsically motivated when you have all these extrinsic rewards out there so so it didn't make doesn't make any sense to do it now i don't understand why we, so many teachers still do that honestly like yeah it's like look the research is right there yeah. um you know recently i read uh daniel pink's drive and i think you know if i were to summarize that book and you know it's really important for me last last year when I read it, you know, what are, how are people motivated? You know, and, and he says, it's, you know, autonomy, meaning, you know, you're doing it on your own because you want to do it. Like you're motivated right. to do it. Right. right. So whoever is like crocheting or, you know, playing guitar, a lot of people, they play the guitar, not to make money, not to be famous, just right. they, they like playing the guitar. Right. right? And they want to get better at it. 
you know, I'm a, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and there's really no money in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but man, I'm practicing, you know, five, sometimes six days a week if there's a tournament coming up and why am I doing it? Because I love doing it. I can, I have a sense of mastery when I practice over and over and over and then purpose, right? So, so Daniel Pink is like, okay, so there's autonomy, mastery, purpose. So like, what I'm doing, I feel is, you know, there's a greater good in, in the actions that I'm taking. So I'm making the world a better place by being a kindergarten teacher. I'm not, I'm not actually doing it for the money. (laughs) 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 So I always think, wow, like if I'm not doing it for the money and I'm intrinsically motivated, how, you know, can I, sh- how can, you know, my students be intrinsically motivated? Yeah. And I have to tell you, Nini, like for a long time, you know, in the, my, the beginning of my career, I had points and I had table group points and there were like all these incentives. And I had a lot, I called it the junkie, uh, the junkie reward drawer, you know, cause <laughs> like I had like erasers and like pencils yeah. and little plastic spider rings, you know, oh. like what, what, whatever you could get. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I think the the more that I became intrinsically motivated, uh-huh. the more my students became intrinsically motivated. Mm. So there was really no magic to it because right. some people, they still are asking me, well, how do you get them to do this? And I'm like, well, you know, a lot of it is you have to work on yourself, you know, like, you know, they, they... <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I mean, kids really are the best teachers, aren't they? They are. Oh my gosh, you're so yeah. that's so true. I learned yeah. so much from my students. Of course, you know? of course. Like, I, yeah, we do have to be paying attention and not just be functioning out of the same way we've always been functioning, but be more present. And I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please. Continue. No, you know, yeah, I, and I, I think that is what um, you know. We're asking children to be lifelong learners. Yes. And the only and the only way that that I see that we can actually do this is if we are lifelong learners ourselves. Yes. Right. So. Yes. Again, if I'm using the the black belt analogy, you know, when I became a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it was really the beginning of my journey. Right. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't the destination. Even though a lot of people they want to become a black belt and it's a goal, and I get that. But like when I achieved that. Now, now I have to figure out what to do with it, right? So, so that's just the beginning, you know, so there's, there is no real mastery. There's always space and time to improve, to learn, you know, another Carol Dweck is another one of my, you know, educational gurus, you know, the growth mindset. Right. So, so we have to be continually growing, continually learning, and especially in kindergarten, where you cannot fake them out like they know what's going on right like you if 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 you're not excited about what you're teaching if you're not excited to be there i think it's going to be very challenging to get them to be excited to be there for them to be disrespectful of their yes 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 i totally agree with that totally i mean mean, (laughs) uh, okay so bill i this is the hardest thing for me to just make this shorter rather than yes. longer. Yes, but yes, we will, yes, yes. We will talk many, 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 many times. Okay? <laughs> good, 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 good. Because good, I good, love good. Carol Dweck. I love, I, you know, I know. Anyway, 
all the different directions you've gone in and, and they're all so relevant to these young kids. But I really want to ask you something. Sure. Super duper uh, in the department of challenges where there are some kids that come, they are not ready for kindergarten. They mm. are problems. They are, I mean, mm. we've all had one or two of those in every class we're taught. <laughs> yes. Tell us what you do with yes. it. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, okay. It's another huge topic. And yes, I'll try it is. <laughs> um, I think probably my best strategy is breathing. <laughs> breathing like like I think that when a child is is misbehaving they're acting out you know they're making it very difficult and yes oh my gosh yes we have them right there's no right. like if, if you've been a teacher more than a couple of years and probably even in one year like you, right. you know they're there yep um so you know being empathetic and being patient and being kind to a child who is making it very difficult for you to have those internal feelings, um, that's where the real money is. You know, as a joke, like the quote yeah, money, yeah. you know, like that's really where the most important aspects of your craft will come into play. Um, can you joke, give can us? You, yes, I'm yes, sorry. yes. Can you so that's a real example. Let's like, oh, here's a real example. Good. Um, time in. Time in. <laughs> You know, it's you've heard of time out, right? Yep. Where, yep. where you, you put a kid on the bench and you make them feel shame for whatever they've mm -hmm. done. You exclude mm -hmm. them from the group or the activity. You're mm -hmm. not going to let them interact and play mm -hmm. on recess because they threw paper across the room. So instead of time mm -hmm. out, I do time in. And it takes a little more time, right? Because I, in recess, I have to go to the bathroom and eat eventually, right? But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We don't yeah. always get that as a teacher, right? And, right. and I, I, and I think that moment when, um, you know, I sit down with that child and I let them have a heart to heart talk with them, and I say something like, you know, I, I you know, it, it seems that you're you're struggling at the moment, and I, I would love to help you. Or, you know, can you help me? You know, I, I, I would love to, if you can somehow help me help you do this. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I try to help or I try to make that child an ally of mine because we're not, you know, I, I don't want to be oppositional with that child. It's right. not like I'm the teacher, you're the student, you have to do what I say. Right. No, it's like we're in this together. You're a human being. I'm a human being. Right. I want... I want to to work and teach in a very peaceful, calm, loving, nurturing environment. Can you help me? Can you help me? And I think that children and, and humans in general have this natural um, desire to help. And when, um, especially the, you know, let's just say, you know, boys, I'm a boy, right? So I think a lot of teachers have difficulty managing boys and there are certainly girls that are challenging too and it's a kind of a sep you know but uh you know when i'm working with a you know a certain child who has a lot of energy and likes to wrestle around and you know um i just i just try to connect with them on that level it's like uh. you know i like that too like you know man and, and in the right place and time i do that 
you know, like after school, let's come to my jujitsu class and we can <laughs> wrestle and choke each other. You know? <laughs> in this class, though, we can't do that because the other people that you're doing this with, they don't really want to. And that's not kind. We can't act that way. So, so like in that little five minute time where I separated him from the group. I did not use public humiliation, which I think is probably the worst thing you could possibly do. Terrible. Yeah, it's awful. So, you know, on the side, quietly, you know, like my, I I kind of, my head is dipped a little bit and I'm looking down. I'm not Mm -hmm. asking them to look in my eye, Mm -hmm. you know, or show respect to me. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're looking down at the ground and it's Mm. quiet Mm. and so I'm showing him respect or her respect and uh and I think it comes back to me you know the respect comes back when I offer it like if I'm I am the adult right a lot of times we have to remember that like I'm the adult I'm the model I am the person who's going to model patience and kindness and understanding and empathy and and I have found, and, you know, in my experience, that that works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I don't have, you know, like behavior problems. Yes, I have them, just like everyone else does. Yeah. Um, and uh, people wonder how come my kids are never in trouble. Like, well, it's different. It's different. Like, I'm talking to them. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm connecting with them. And and when a child feels that they're connected and they know yeah. that you care about them. I think we can modify behavior in that way. And it's, it's way better than timeouts and suspensions and detentions and, and all the other types of punishments. I put that, you know, um, punishments that teachers uh, tend to use. Right. Did I answer your question? Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Of course you did. But, um, and I really want to talk longer, but I am going to cut this short pretty soon. But, sure. but I think we will go deeper even on this topic because I think it's so important. And I just want to say and see if you agree with this, that mm-hmm. what you're doing when you're having time in with your students mm-hmm. is that this is how I interpret it. And tell me if I'm correct, that mm-hmm. you see them and that you let them be yours themselves. Yes. So when they can be themselves, then they can go inside to find their own motivation for cooperating in with the bigger mm-hmm. world that they're in with your class and your the mm-hmm. other students. So then there's that intrinsic instead of some extrinsic punishment. Yes. Drama. yes. yes. I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that, um, and again, how you you cannot fake a kindergartner out no. like they it, mm. they'll they'll know if you care about them, right? And like as an adult, you know, we need to care, right? Yes. If we if we want to be effective educators, especially when it comes to social and emotional learning, yes. and in kindergarten, I mean, it's all almost all social emotional learning. Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to care, and they need to know that we care. Right. That we're there for them, that we support them, and like, no matter what they do, right? Because we don't have to accept every action, right. every word that they, they agree say. with everything, yeah. right? No, right. but just know that that we care about them, that that we appreciate them, and that and that we love them. Right. I tell my students I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh. 
Okay, I'm going to say <laughs> goodbye for now. But, okay. Um, like, we should do this like once a week. Bill. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Nini, thank yeah. you so much. Oh, I, no. I, I appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to speak on these topics. Oh, yeah. It's so important. And I know people will appreciate this. And um, you and I will talk again soon. Yes. Thank you, Nini. Thank you, Bill. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Yes, Bye. please. Bye. Bye-bye.